0: Yo, what's good, everybody? You are listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks For me, your hero, and your best friend, Benjamin Banks, and my co-host, and my other best friend, Trav. What's good, baby? How you doing today?
1: Today? You're talking about tonight, baby. It is... We doing this, Jane. Later than usual Why are we doing it Later than usual Because that's just what That's what we do Did you do a time skip Nah then your boy pointing not a time skip You know it kind of Worked out though Why what's that Because you know You rolled in You saw me you I'm playing sitting that in the game. What, game, what game were that's you playing? That's the Blair Witch game I was talking about Yeah
0: I saw you in here Shivering I'm like hey, damn, like, What's he shivering, shivering for?
1: I don't act like you Playing Resident Evil Hey now you watch your mouth Now let's You watch your
0: mouth nah, Let's, you let's, your let's mouth, not get it Rondell. twisted yeah.
1: Hold on I've are, heard are you the talking yelps. about That
0: Keith Sweat? Are you talking nah, about That nah, Keith Sweat I've heard,
1: I've heard the yelps <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen you run back The other way When they burst through the door
0: Hey that's what you gotta do To survive That's what you gotta do To survive That's what Deku did Deku, remember, when they were fighting All my Deku was running away. That's right. And Bakugo was just like, nah, we need to fight him. Like, Deku, like, nah, we need to strategize. And look, man, speaking of zombies, what we got going on today? Zombies. Zombies. What did I say about zombies? Oh, yeah, because you were talking, talking about, about Resident, Resident evil, evil, evil Yo, so on today's episode, we are finally doing it. This is we The Walking doing Dead. It. We we've about talked
1: about it how many times in the intro?
0: We've talked about it a, cu- a couple of a times. A couple of times. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking about The Walking Dead we talking about fear, fear the, the walking, walking dead. dead and we're talking about a couple of the walking dead video games we haven't played all of them but we played a, a couple of them you know what i'm saying so uh was there anything that happened that we need to talk about in the intro any cool stuff oh um the crisis huh. on infinite earths it ended uh i don't know if you watched it are you gonna watch it I'm gonna wait till it's done. I'm just gonna binge it. Well, bro, like from what I'm gonna nitpick it. Well, from what I saw, (laughs) they said with this one, you'll be able to just watch it. Like, I I don't know, um, when it's coming out digitally, but you'll be able to just watch that.
1: Oh, I'm sure they're on Hulu. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You don't have to go,
0: you don't have to watch arrow It's gonna be like a saga. Yeah, it's gonna be like a saga, but. Uh, from what it was, it was cool. It's like all of the universes are back to normal now, and then you have the Arrowverse where it's like now Black Lightning and Supergirl are all a part of the Arrow universe now. Right. And the only people who remembered what happened were like the six prophets that uh, were a part of the show. You know, I like I, how I like how it's six prophets because there's you know six Infinity Stones because no, this was pretty no, much there.
1: Well, I saw um that uh you know daredevil from justice League. i mean flash from justice league bro showed up. my
0: jaw dropped when i saw Bro, that. did
1: you see the jokes where they were talking about how um disney didn't want to bring in the netflix marvel shows because they didn't want to confuse people and then like at the bottom it was like and then dc and they got like the they two, got the da- they got the two flashes yeah. you know Hanging I mean, out it, next to each yeah, other, chilling.
0: Cool. But what was what was crazy about it was the Flash from the the DC from Justice extend, extended universe, right. right? He did he he doesn't have a name, yeah. So it's like when when Flash from the uh, arrow you just was, know. he was he was just like he was just like yeah, what? I'm the Flash, and then he was like the Flash, and he was like that's a catchy name. So, yeah. so now then then he bro, gets to use it. That, He's, he mean, steal still that's it. sweet, but yeah, yeah, I mean like it was so many crossover. Uh, references and you know throwbacks to other shows like they had they had a scene not a scene but they had characters from birds of prey you remember that short-lived dc show yeah. i don't know if you ever watched it i watched a couple of episodes i've
1: seen clips and yeah, stuff yeah, from bro. it and it, it
0: ain't looking good i actually watched a couple of episodes back in the day because it used to come on i think either before or after smallville and when i watched it i was just like eh, it's it's eh. yeah you know what i'm saying but
1: J- just like the movie it's gonna
0: be uh, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll I, see. Oh, I already know. You know. Oh, you already seen the future.
1: No, uh, I, I can already tell you right now. Again, it literally, when you see the trailer, it's literally the same thing as Suicide Squad. Yeah. Except with all females now. Well, it's like they didn't listen to anything that any of us said about Suicide Squad. They're well, just like, they just roll, or we'll do the same thing. It'll work out this time because it's all
0: women No. Yeah. Well, I mean... Um, what's her name? Mar- Margaret Robbie? Right. She uh, announced that uh, Jared Leto isn't going to be in this movie. Yeah. But oh, speaking sh- of Jared oh, Leto, well, yeah, you, you read my the, mind. The Morpheus trailer came bro, out. Tell me that one's sweet. I, I mean, I looked at it. I'm still not sold on it because it's like, I've never really been a Morpheus fan. And it's like a part of me is like, do I really want to watch this movie or do I want to wait on You're it? You're going to watch this but movie, But they said, bro. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, you... Did you see the references in this trailer? Yes, where I, it's like it's a part of. Somebody
1: brought up like the whole um, Easter egg list. Yeah, bro, it's of, part
0: of the MCU, right? Like, well, it's like Sony's it's, it's, trying it's to do Sony's that th- thing. It's Sony's right, universe, yeah. but you know, you saw the Easter egg where they had Spider Man on the wall. Disney and it ain't was like, like gonna embrace it, it you know I, what I mean? I can't it's remember, just they're
1: trying to tie it in their own way.
0: I can't remember what it said, but it was like Spider Man is a killer or something. Something talking like that. About I don't remember what neither. happened in uh, Far From Home. Not is it? Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home. Yeah so, but yeah, other than that, I don't think. Oh, bro. Oh, well, I was gonna say. What, we almost ha- forgot. What about Kakarot? Are you feeling it? I I love Kakarot. I wasn't about to say that, but yeah, I love it. I loved the, the feeling. I I only played a little bit I, of I it. I heard that. Um,
1: it's, it's pretty just like Legacy of Goku. Well, no, I heard, but I heard that it has like a lot of hours to sink
0: in. Yeah, exactly. And the areas are really big. I only right. played the first area, but I couldn't really explore it that much because. Um, he was on time Chi Chi wanted me to of course come did. back home that's what so, Chi Chi does you know they didn't want me to explore but you anything. left Gohan behind I left Gohan behind he, he was, was crying. crying Yeah, typical bro. Goku but bro that's what I w- they didn't want to bring up what I wanted to bring up were these delays bro, bro. Final Fantasy 7 well, but first of all Cyberpunk 2077 avengers all well, who cares about avengers There's <laughs> some
1: people it's a couple but people, of people haven't been like waiting for years for avengers yeah cyberpunk we've been waiting a long time but you know what i don't think that one's as upsetting bro they released the first trailer for final fantasy 7 we remake in, in 2004 we were in high school it is now 2020 it's- they got pre-orders ready and this is they're in order to give you the, this is like they their statement. It up. And I'm like, dude, you've had 20 years to work bro, on this. It's the same game. thing like with Kingdom Hearts, man. No, no, this is worse. This is worse because when Kingdom Hearts actually did the pre orders, it was ready to rock. Yeah, you know re- what I but mean? But remember, some
0: people were just well, like, we what did if, too. What we if were if like, like, what if something happens? We, we were and like, like, open yeah. a day. They're like, whatever. Bro, but I, I remember, I can't no, remember. No, there's wh- no excuse for Squaresoft to do this, dude. Bro, I can't remember which Gran Turismo it was, but I remember I was in GameStop and people were coming up there to pick the game up. It was on the PS2. Do, oh, it was we've on the PS2. we talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, and, like the, and the guy walked in. He was just like, yeah, I came to pick up Gran Turismo. And he was just like, man, it was just announced this morning that how it, do you, it got pushed back.
1: Dude, how? how do you do that that morning? Yeah. But look, man, again, I'm not trying to rant on Square. Yeah. But it's like, dude.
0: This is their calling card now? Well,
1: again, they're, only, they're pretty much only covering like three-fourths of the first disc. Yeah. How can you not have this done?
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. But you know that there's people that are still going to defend it. Oh, like, then, bro. Dude, I, I sh- saw
1: comments and people are like, why don't you just shut up and uh, just wait because
0: it's going to be worth it. Man And I'm
1: like, dude, at some point you have to hold people accountable.
0: Bro, the way I'm looking at it is, is like we've been waiting this long, so I ain't even complaining about it. I mean, I know that there are some people who are, you know, more mad than others and— <laughs> You know, but <laughs> it's like, uh, it is what it is. I mean, we waited this long for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, you, it, there's a list of things that you could say that we bro, waited long for. I'm telling we you waited, right now. We waited. We waited for Duke Nukem Forever. But that was trash. We waited for Kingdom Hearts 3. We waited for Incredibles 2. Doom. And you, Doom, and you know.
1: Incredibles that, 2 wasn't a letdown, though. You no, know,
0: I know. But, bro, Incredibles 3 ain't coming out for another 10 to 15 years. Um I'm sure that there's been a couple of other things that we've been waiting on for, but I can't think of it right now. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. And who are we bringing like on? Like we said, it's going to be about The Walking Dead, and we are bringing on Joe. Fiena? from Yeah, Joe Fiena Fiena? From the Keeping It 100 with Conan. Keeping It 100 with Conan. And the Raven Effect. So and if you don't know who Conan and Raven are... Tell them who they are. Tell Because you got to think, some people that listen to us... They're they, not wrestling fans. They might not be wrestling fans. So tell, tell them who Conan is and tell them who Raven is.
1: Conan is probably... He is definitely a Hall of Fame Mexican
0: wrestler. I agree.
1: For sure. He's um, done a lot, bro. Not even just that, man. Like Even later in his career when he was leader of um, LAX. LAX. Now,
0: are you talking about the first time or the second time? No, no, time? no.
1: The second the, the second run they had okay. when TNA was on Pop.
0: You mean impact I don't, wrestling? It was impact. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. I'm impact. always going to call it. TNA. I still call him TNA as right. well. So, yeah. anyways, and then Raven, probably one of the most underrated I agree with stars you all, I agree of with you. all
0: time. He was amazing in the ring, amazing on the Dude, mic. Dude, how
1: cool was his character
0: though, bro? Fear the weight, the Raven. Yeah, you know yep. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like he was cool. Dude. He's one of those guys, like you just said about Conan, where it's like he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Just with everything that he's done. And also speaking of Raven, I don't know if you know this, but he's a former VCW heavyweight champion. Right. Yeah, he I can't remember what year it was. It was definitely before I was wrestling, but um
1: a long time a long ago long time for ago, your boy. But yeah. look, man, the very first ever TNA match I saw was Raven versus Sabu. Mm. And it was insane. What was that? 2003?
0: 2003. 2003, Probably
1: 2004?
0: Probably 2003. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, well, let's go let's ahead. Let's get into this. Let's go ahead and get into this. Let's give Joe a ring, 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 ring.
1: So over here at Leveling Up, we have our very first sponsor. And who might that be, Mr. Benjamin Banks?
0: And that is Golden Ink Tattoo Day.
1: And can you let our good viewers know where they are located at?
0: They are located at 3109 Airline Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia.
1: And they are 757's premier shop for anime, cartoon, and all things
0: nerdy. So if you're looking to get a My Hero Academia tattoo or maybe a Pokemon tattoo,
1: Golden Ink Tattoo, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Golden Ink VA. Or you can give them a ring at 757-465-1010.
0: And they are open Tuesday through Saturday from 12 to 8 and Sunday from 1 to 6. So again, if you're looking to get a sweet tattoo, then you can go ahead and go over to Golden Ink Tattoo. Let them
1: know that Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks sent you over there and they're going to give you the hookup.
0: Hey, what's good, Joe? How you doing, man? Doing real good. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. It is a new day. I just finished working out a little while ago. I'm full of energy right now. I have more energy now than I usually do whenever I come over here to Trav's place. So I'm feeling good. Very good. Very good. How's your day going, man?
2: Oh, uh, it's been long. Long, actually. Fridays are long for me, but it's all good.
1: All right. <laughs> so um, we'll go ahead and let you know you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. As we know... You you know you're the co-host of a couple a couple a couple of podcast. uh, successful podcasts. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself to everybody?
2: Well, my name is uh, Joe Feeney. Uh, I'm on uh, keep It One Hundred with Conan, uh, The Raven Effect. I also have my own podcast called Creative Control Daily, and then I run a podcasting network called Creative Control Network that has shows from uh, Shane Helms, Animal, Hughie, Mike Durbin, uh, Pat McNeil, Shane Hagadorn sportsmen jamie irwin uh aaron pavis i think i pretty much got them all <laughs> we've it's been growing so sometimes i i accidentally leave some out but all those guys do uh do a show on the creative control network as well so
0: and hey, yeah. hope, that's a pretty good list of guys man. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a pretty big deal
2: yeah and it's it's funny because i think now like it's we, we're kind of set where we have like the lineup that i want you know like we gave some other shows a try and either guys bailed out or they moved on or things like that, or it didn't work out. And now I feel pretty good about, you know, the, the variety that we have. And, you know, we also have guys like Shane Helms and animal to kind of be like, to give us some legitimacy, you know, and then there's other guys coming up trying to do sports shows or comedy or things like that. So it's a, it's a pretty good variety. The, the latest show that we added. Uh, from the bedroom to the booth with Aaron Pavis is like all about DJing in the clubs and club music and stuff like that. So that's a little niche that now we're hitting with that show. And yeah, things have been, things have been pretty good, but that's who I am. You know, I I do a lot of work in podcasting. I also help produce some shows for Conrad Thompson uh, with with his uh, group of shows. So I produce 83 weeks with dark Bischoff, uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, Growing JR and the Orange Show. I'm not as like, producing might be an exaggeration. Like, really, I just level the shows for those guys and add music and upload them and stuff. But, you know, so that's that's another thing.
1: That's kind of the producer's role, though, you know, in the podcast world. You know what I mean? Like, just making sure
0: everything flows well. Yeah. So, so what made you want to get into podcasting? It was, um,
2: it was kind of an accident, actually. I, I, I had never had any. Like broadcasting experience, I didn't go to school for it or anything like that I, I, I didn't have any audio editing experience. I just um I was working a regular job. Uh, it was like a warehousing like international freight thing, and the place uh, was moving, and when they moved, they were moving to an office only building and see, I ran their warehouse, so when they moved to an office, office didn't have a warehouse anymore, so I didn't have a job anymore. It was kind of like a layoff situation, and I had some money saved. And that year, it, this was already like five years ago or so, that year, 2014, I had already decided to go back to school. And I was going to school for creative writing or writing for television. I, I wanted to either write something of my own and kind of the the out there goal was to try to get involved creatively in wrestling. I kind of backed away from that because you know, you have about as much luck as becoming an astronaut. Right, as yeah. <laughs> In wrestling, although I mean I think I could get close at this point that I actually do have some connections. But um I just to get involved, I went down to a place called the Monster Factory in New Jersey. I
0: I know where that is, uh Danny Cage.
2: Yes, yes. Danny was my first like connection. Like he invited me down. I I went down for a seminar that Joel Gertner was having and it was called uh the business of the business. And I was like, Well, that'll fit for a guy like me, because I was already in my thirties. I had a bad back. So there's no way I was getting involved in wrestling as far as being a wrestler. It was just too late for me. Yeah. So if I wanted to get involved, I would have to find another way. And at that time I that's what I wanted to do. I was way more into it than I am now. I just uh, kind of lost, lost, lost uh, some interest in it these days, but we can get into that. But so I went down there and and learned some things from Joel and stayed in touch with him and some of the advice that he gave, you know, and Danny gave, and I, I wound up writing articles for different sites and reviews and, I went up writing some reviews and stuff of, for the Monster Factory shows, and that led into I, I had some reviews on the Observer website, on the PW Torch, on PW Insider. So I thought I was hitting you know all the major websites, yeah. right? And um, <clears throat> excuse me, and someone uh, I, I really can't. I wish I could give the person credit, but I don't remember who it was. Was like, well, have you ever thought about? doing a podcast because podcasting was just, it was really just starting to become a thing in wrestling. Yeah. You know, there was Cole Cabana, there was MLW radio with, with Conan. I think Jared and Austin had started. Right. There, there was, there was your guys like Meltzer and, you know, I'm sure Keller and stuff like that and review shows, but it wasn't anything like it is now where, it, where everybody has, yeah, one. everybody's
0: but. doing it now. Yeah. I remember back in those days too. Uh, Piper had one as well.
2: Yeah, Piper. And I think Russo was starting yep. prop- he, um, his and Ballyhoo site or whatever it was back then. But So when I started Creative Control, it was just a wrestling interview slash like review show. And I just wound up getting lucky with guests. So early on, I had guys like... Uh, I remember I had Steve Carino really early. I had the Blue Mania. I had Joel Gertner. I had Ed Ferrara. And one of my... Uh, I had Chris Daniels. And one of my really big guests early on was Vince Russo. So I was, uh, you know, I was like, wow, like I, yeah. I can't talk to this guy, you know? Yeah. And I, I just got lucky with guests. I had Disco Inferno pretty early on too. So a lot of the connections I made, I had Bruce Pritchard at, like, in my first 30 episodes. So all these connections that I made early on kind of panned out for me where, as I said, like I, I'm with Disco on Keeping It 100 with Conan. I produced Bruce's podcast, you know, me and me and Vince Russo have a good relationship and, you know. So that's kind of how that worked. I just I, I kind of fell into it by accident. It was just a, a off the cuff suggestion by somebody. Hey, have you ever tried this? And I just wound up learning how to do it on my own. I I, I don't even look back at my old episodes because I I didn't know what I was doing the, uh, early on. I recorded through my phone, things like that. They're terrible, and it, it took me a while to learn. And uh, about I think about fifty episodes, it took me to really you know know what i was doing and even to this day i still learn new stuff every day but yeah
0: I, yeah, yeah i've listened to a couple of the episodes of keeping it 100 and yeah. uh it's like like everything comes out very clear it's like what it is with podcasting is like sometimes people who listen they'll think that everybody's in the same room with each other you know what i'm saying and like that's what it sounds like when i'm listening to the episodes
2: oh yeah well that's the goal right to to make people think that for sure and mm-hmm. and a lot of That's another thing I've thought about doing is kind of moving ahead. And I've thought about taking like my work areas in my basement, at my house, and I just have my desk down here, my computers, my little studio bookcases, things like that. It just turned into an office, you know, and I was thinking about really upgrading equipment and stuff and starting to do live uh, interviews in person interviews down here and making it like a little studio of its own. But that might be a little bit down the road. Yeah. So
0: let's go ahead and get into today's topic, which is. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah <laughs> throw the music in there. Sounds just like it. <laughs> uh, so, the year is what? 2010. 2010. October 31st. Right. Halloween. I remember... I watched it live. I, I No, I did too. Yeah. I, I'm, look, I'm trying to build up the suspense, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember... I was watching the last thing on AMC that came on before The Walking Dead was the thing, was the thing. Oh, was it the thing? Yeah, I thought it, it was, was thing. And the Walking Dead shows, it's like, you know, you see the girl. Wasn't she holding like a stuffed animal or something, but she mm-hmm. was a zombie? Right. And Rick, yeah. he pulled out that nine. Yep. And he killed <laughs> her. And I remember I was just like, whoa, it's like they really just showed this on TV? This show's pretty mature.
2: Yeah, it was um it was a big turn. I, I did the same thing I remember. It's funny because the house that I moved into uh, in the last couple of years with my wife is uh, we, we got it from my friend. Mm-hmm. And actually I remember I watched the walking dead debut in the same house cause he owned it at the time, but we were over here for a Halloween party and it was just like, yo, I heard the show was coming on. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't read the comics. It was, that was my first experience with it. was watching it that night. And I remember it was, it was such a great show that like a lot of people, I'm sure it led me to the comics, you know, and I, yeah. I almost read the entire run, I think a lot of people feel the same as me I fell off uh, after kind of the whispers, you know, I think even um, the TV uh, series is going to go that way. Like once this whispers thing is over, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm jumping way ahead. But yeah, that's the, the pilot is what led me to, to really, you know, getting into the books and stuff like that. And, Almost around the same time, uh, a couple of years later, when I went up losing my job, I had a lot of free more free time to read, right? And that's when I caught up on the whole series, and and at that point, I caught up like right to the end of the um, whatever they call it, the the all out war with Negan. So that's what I remember at that time, looking forward to the most. Like, man, I can't wait for the show to catch up to that point. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, um, it was the same for me as well. Like, you know, I watched the first the first season because the first season was only six episodes, right. and you know, back then. Well, you really it, can't even call it the first season though, because I mean that's, that's what always it
1: was. yeah now. But that's originally it wasn't even supposed yeah, to be or, or, nothing more than that. Originally you know I mean? it was just
0: going to be those six. It was just, it was kind of like a short. A, it was kind of yeah. like a television special, yeah. and because the episodes did so well, this was like one of AMC's most highest rated shows at the time because. Before that, I mean, like, I mean, they had Breaking Bad, and you had other, you know, shows that they had on the channel, but they were pretty much just a movie channel, right. for real. And I mean, back in the
1: day, weren't they called like
0: American American Movie Channel? Yeah, that's what AMC they didn't even for.
1: abbreviate it. Yeah. back in the
0: day, and uh, I remember it's like you know watching those first six episodes, and it just got me hooked. Like, because like you said, Joe, like I didn't know anything about the comics. I didn't. I didn't even know that they existed. The first. The, the first time I saw something where trailers that day saying that, you know, you want to watch this show The walking dead and, you know, it's going to be good. And I checked it out and it was a good show. I even remember back in the day when, uh, AMC, like they had like this walking dead, uh, not, not a forum, but it was like a live chat on their website. Right. And yeah. I remember like me, I would talk with other fans up there and, you know, we were introduced to, uh, Merle and Daryl. Well, not Daryl yet, but Merle and, I remember like, you know, he was being racist on the episode that they had showed him on. And I had asked a question in the group chat. I was just like, so do you think if, you know, this really did happen in the real world, would racism still be as big as it is, you know, as it was? I mean, because it still is a big, a big topic in today's world. But, you know, what do you think that racism would still exist if the zombie apocalypse was going on right now, like would you not save this guy because he's racist, or do you think yeah. he wouldn't save you because of the color of your skin? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine not. I, I think
2: once, <laughs> once people have, have in a situation in a situation like that, they'd have to pull together. I'd imagine that most people would become colorblind and whatnot pretty quick, wouldn't you? You know,
0: I, I mean, I would, I would like to think that, but yeah, I, mean,
1: I, I think that's a that's really optimistic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little pessimistic and okay. say no. Because some people are so, I've seen a lot of documentaries, you know, on, you know, like far extreme nationalism and stuff like that, and some people are real, you know, they're stuck in their ways. ways, Not even just that, they have a full belief that you know they have seniority over people based on color of their skin. skin, You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I've, I don't know. I'm gonna go with no.
0: So (laughs)
2: the thing I thought that was most interesting about The Walking Dead when it came to TV. And what, what drew me to it was the fact that the guy, Frank Darabont, was the first you know, showrunner, let's say. And I think he lasted... I'm not, I can't remember if it was just the first season or if it was the first two, but I knew him because he directed uh, Shawshank Redemption right. and The Green Mile and some other things. And I was like, the guy from Shawshank Redemption is doing a zombie show? I was like, mm-hmm. that's... I mean, it must be really solid material. For this guy to do a well you know you know you think of it kind of dismissively like oh a zombie show you know at that point but so that's what drew me to it too was having his name attached to it i didn't know who robert kirkman was or anything like that you know yep. and eventually since we were talking about podcasting before kirkman became one of my favorite podcast guests if anything he's on i know i listened to him when it was called the nerdist uh i think the name has changed by now but yeah hilarious man he's such a such a funny guy such a witty guy
1: I think it is still called the Nerdist.
2: I think they t- they like they bought it from uh, from Hardwick or something, and now uh,
1: oh okay yeah because I've always known it as the Nerdist, you know. Yeah. So I think most people do. So you know, a name change sounds like a bad idea, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I agree like, with you. I mean, like that's just like a death battle. No, what were they? Screw attack. Remember they were Screw Attack for the longest time, but I think that they're just Death Battle now. Uh, do you even know what I'm talking? I about? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you, bro. For real, like no. y- y- you've seen the Death Battles, right? Where like they did Superman versus Goku. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I think okay. they
0: used to. The channel used to be Screw Attack, but Death Battle took over, and it's like I think that they're just Death Battle now. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, back to the Walking Dead. You know, did you guys think that? That there would be a season two after the first season? Like, I know, I hope there would be. Again, yeah. it blew me away. That's what she said.
1: It was so good. I mean, it was really good. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, the material's got to be real good if he's going to get involved in some sort of a zombie show. Yeah. Um, The cool thing about this show, especially that first season, was like zombies are the main th- threat, but they're not the premise of the show.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The premise of the show is seeing these guys go through change and development mm-hmm. and all these things and what's going on in the world and how they got to live. And especially a guy like Rick, who's in a coma yeah, for a coma. Yeah. all them years and yeah. then come his back boy? and his boy Shane and his, his wife. What, his and wife? wife? <laughs> but, the, but that's kind of a situation right where... I, let's just say I'm married and I pass away. Well, who better to raise your child than the the man you trust the most? But well, bro.
0: You know what I Shane, mean? Shane, just like your boy Randy Savage said about Hulk Hogan. No, oh, snap. <laughs> Shane had lust no, in his guys. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, for all we know, Shane been plotting to get with Lori bro, before the zombie the, apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Because Shane r- was remember, a good guy. No, no, because remember, like, Rick and Lori, they already kind of had a couple of issues beforehand, before the apocalypse even started. And it's like this dude, Shane, he was just like, Rick's dead. I'm going to be Carl's dad. Yeah, daddy but now. imagine
1: what they went through together.
0: Who? You- Shane, and, Shane and, Lori, and Lori oh they went through a lot
1: no I mean to build that bond together though you know and I mean we don't even know
0: what so they went Shane, through Shane was the guy like he was messaging her on Facebook no he's see, like the, hey hey Lori I'm here for you if you need to talk I can't believe Rick would, would do something like that to you like well
1: do they ever emphasize if they were together before the apocalypse who, Lori
0: and Shane yeah, th- there's an episode that shows. Okay, they were together. Because, because re- there's an episode and Shane, he tells Lori that Rick is dead, and that's why she was pissed off when when Rick does show up, and it's just like you t- you told me my husband was dead. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, I think that was in season two because yeah, oh, it he had to be. He, yeah, he dies in season there's two. There's some serious turmoil. Yeah. But season two, I mean, like a lot season of season is lot my of people, favorite season. A lot of people didn't like season two because that's wild because of the build-up for everything. But bro. That mid-season finale, where it's like, because remember, they, were, they had been searching for yep. Sophia yep. this whole time, man. And then that yep. barn door opens up, and you see Sophia coming out of it. And then Shane just sitting there gunning everybody down, and they kill Sophia. Season 2 is the greatest season of Walking Dead, in my opinion. I thought Carl was going to die. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm trying to remember, uh, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the comics, does Carl get shot?
2: He does. It's the same kind of way where the guy uh, Otis or whoever that was on the farm accidentally shoots him, right? Okay. Uh, okay. But again, just like uh, just like in the show, he's saved, you know. And yep. uh, but it's I think I think the reason that that uh, season two is a little bit divisive is because in the comics they move so quickly into they them. Do. They're going to the prison. Like, they're mm-hmm. in the prison by, like, the second, you know, graphic novel collection or whatever. So it was only, like, what, however many uh, issues in before they got to the prison 12 or whatever. So for them to take so long to get to the prison, I think people were, like, antsy, like, let's go. We want to see this. We want to yeah. see the governor. What are you going to do with the governor? And stuff like that. And then eventually. I think it was during the governor seasons when they were televised that now the comic had already moved way up to Negan. So now people were like, Oh my God. Now I can't wait for this, this season to come around now too. So I think people started getting impatient just because the books were doing so much great stuff. Yeah. They were waiting and waiting and waiting for the, for the TV show to catch up. Like I remember when, uh, when Rick first went really nuts and I remember um, these guys had attacked them on the road and I forget what season it was. And then uh, you know they were trying to rape Carl and I was like wow this is dark you know and then Rick eventually like bites the guy's throat out and I was like whoa like this
0: I, is I I remember what you're talking about I think it was one of the later seasons
2: yeah, like- it was it was before they got to the town um so they were still looking for a place to go it was before they ever wound up at at
0: uh,
1: with the at governor
0: we- <laughs> Yeah because wasn't it um I think like uh, like the guys I think they had Daryl held captive as well, and like yeah, this was like when Rick Rick went insane, and like everybody in the group saw that yo, yeah. like Rick is crazy. Like if he's just gonna sit here and bite somebody's neck, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember when I saw that, I was just like, dang! It was- I
1: thought Rick went crazy after the governor stuff.
0: No, well, he this- crazy a few times. <laughs> yeah, this was this, right, yeah. this was uh, w- why they were on the road uh, during. Uh, after after the prison. After the uh gotcha. prison you know, and the group had got separated and whatnot. Yeah. Um
2: the guys Daryl was with were the it was I don't know what they were called, but the group their whole thing was like they would just claim like claim yeah, like, claim, claim claim the bed, claim right. like
0: they were bikers or something like that. And I think like Daryl, like he I think he wanted to go with them originally, then he found out what they were about and was just like, nah, like I'm going back to my group. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like going back to season two. Um, it was something. It was something that uh that had happened on season two. I, I'm mad. I can't. Like I was thinking. Well, I
1: mean, of, a lot of stuff happened on season two. The whole stuff in the prison is crazy. I mean, that's Lori, what, you know, having the baby.
0: That's what I wanted to talk about, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Trav. Um, it's what Joe was talking about. What the comics were like. How the comics were moving faster than uh than the TV <laughs> right. show because mm. in the comics, you know there are a lot of things that were changed around like there were certain characters who you meet early in the comics that weren't that didn't show up on the television show until season 6 like Tyrese yeah. who was who was a popular character like he shows up early in the comics and we don't get him till later on when we find out that him and his sister Sasha are with the governor and uh like Tyrese he was one of my favorite characters you know he was a badass the only thing that really pissed me off was when him and Rick had their confrontation in the prison because yep. uh, people were getting sick and Rick beat his ass. And right. I'm just like, yeah. oh, hold on bro. Hold on. Because in the comics Tyrese is the one that beats Rick's ass. Right. Right. But, yeah.
2: And yeah. He was a lot stronger in the comics. I think yep. on the show, like I remember a couple of his mistakes led yep. to like really bad stuff. I I, yep. I can't elaborate just because I, I can't remember, but he was just way more like yeah. it's it. something.
1: Yeah, and not to cut you off, but he's the reason why somebody got bit. They, remember when they start coming in and they're kind of blocking off stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the re- he's quote-unquote the reason. His decision-making, like you just said, yeah. got somebody hurt. Yeah. And I want to say it was Lori.
0: No, Lori was already dead uh, by the time Alex okay. was up there. But
2: in the book, he was like, Second in command in the prison, yeah. for sure, right. and, and almost like almost took over when Rick really started kind of losing his mind early in the books and in, in the prison. You know, he was uh, kind of becoming like a maniacal
0: leader, and they yeah. voted down. You know, well, and that's off. when we
1: got the infamous Rick meme with uh, him talking to Carl. Yeah,
0: yeah you right. Know, you know, so yeah, because in, in the comics, because yeah. it was kind of it was kind of split after him and Tyrese had that fight. It was like you know, some people was just like, well, you know, Tyrese. His his uh choices are better than Rick's, and then you had some people were just like, well, you know, I kind of side with Rick and what he wants to do, and it was kind of split down the middle. But it's like it was a lot going on, you know. But whereas in the TV show, it's like it's Rick's choice or the highway, you know. It was never anybody to stand against Rick. The closest person that will probably stand up against Rick will probably be Daryl, who I, I like because I stopped reading the comics. I don't even know if he's ever made an appearance in the comics yet.
2: No, he never did, and and the comic is is done. It wrapped up like a couple. Oh, for real, yeah. it's so
0: over. Okay, I didn't even know right. that. So, well, so the
2: th- reason you, you probably haven't heard of it is because they didn't do any sort of build up. Like they just dropped the last issue, and nobody knew until it was in the comic book stores, and they were like, mm. "This is it." Like it was it, like without warning, boom! It's over.
1: Now, why they do it, you know, that way?
2: I don't know. It I don't seems know. Seems
1: strange not to, you know, cash grab on that.
2: Yeah. Well, I think when I read about it, the guy Robert Kirkman was like, he just ran out of, ran out of story. And even like only him and the guy who was like inking or drawing or whatever knew about it. So it it came out, it came as a surprise to, to everyone, you know, the readers, the people probably that worked for him and everything. It was, it was real sudden. And I, I think, I think he probably just ran out of material. Like it, as a reader, uh, the whispers was pretty good. lot of it and then once that was over they really ran out of road like where do you
0: go from here
2: yeah there was a lot of aimless wandering and then they it became like repetitive like they found another they found another community with another leader do we trust them do we not rick's not going to try like it was kind of it was getting repetitive and i guess that's just you know the danger that you have but to, to give them credit they wrote so many you know issues through so many years that it was bound to eventually run out of story and i think that um you know, to jump ahead a little bit in the show, it was pretty wild to me as the, the comic was always the Rick Grimes story. really. Exactly. Yep. And, and once the show, it, it, that's the danger of, of adapting these comics or, you know, books or whatever for shows is that these, these actors' contracts either limit them to so many episodes or they run out or the guys want to do something else. With Andrew Lincoln, he had done Walking Dead for, you know, seven years or eight years, whatever it was, and either said peace or he couldn't, you know, agree on money. So next thing you know, Rick Rhymes you know, in on The Walking Dead. And I was like, well, how can that still be a show?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you continue how do you continue going on with this show when your main character is gone? And that was one of the reasons why I stopped watching the show, not because of uh Rick, Rick uh being taken off the show, but when Carl got killed, because in the comics, it's like Carl's still alive. And yeah. I know Chandler Riggs, he wanted to, you know, start going to school and whatnot. So it's like they had to take his character off. But I'm just like why take his kid like why kill his character instead of just you know doing something where it's like his character gets lost somewhere you know what i'm saying and that's lamer and 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 carl becomes his own man you know carl he's in the rick grimes role and then you could eventually bring him back later on down the road just like how you did with morgan
2: they messed up big time because when they They killed him like in the books, and as you know, down the path they eventually went anyway. And and like I said, I only I read reviews now and then, but I haven't watched it since around that time. He was such a huge part of the whispers story, mm-hmm. and 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 the fight with them and everything, and how he became a strong character during that. And then he had the relationship with that girl, the blonde girl, in the books. And I th- if I if I remember correctly, in the show they just kind of like dumped in a new character, and he just took over Carl's storylines. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I don't care about this guy. I don't know who this is. You know, this is supposed to be Carl's role. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they did a lot of that in the in the show where they they switched um, characters or a character would leave and they would just slot someone else in. Like I know Sasha took a lot of um, who was the the character in the in the show, and then she she died uh, in the Governor season. She was which was
0: uh, Andrea. Cause she's, Andrea she yeah she was alive a whole lot longer than what she was in the TV show.
2: Yeah, and wound up with Rick and all this stuff, and yep. she was a major badass in the books and then for some reason in the show they they clipped her what three seasons in or something like that. Yep. So later on they needed someone to take well in the book Andrew is a sharpshooter who's going to do that. Well, we will slot Sasha in there whatever and it was like yeah I just wasn't the same but the show to me still was great and lived up to to its standards all the way up until uh the, when Negan was introduced. And I didn't I was so surprised that the show dipped around that time because I was like this is going to be great. I was such a huge fan of the character in the books. The major scene where it's gonna be like who's he gonna kill? Yeah. they that turned people off, but, but yeah, because, here's the thing, it may dip
1: it. in quality, but it didn't dip in viewership. And that's kind of where we're at right now where I don't they just got renewed again for season eleven, you know, now that we're at halfway through season ten mark. But the they're averaging, you know, four or five million people, but around that Negan time. That Negan episode had like 17 million viewers. Because people wanted to know what happen. They want to know happen. what was going to
0: happen. And this was one of the things, because like you said, they changed stuff up on The Walking Dead. So I knew that Glenn was going to die. Right. And I remember like people were getting pissed off because people were spoiling it. By saying that Glenn was gonna die. And yeah. some people were like, Oh, well that might not happen because they you do know, change things, because right? Car- yeah. Carol's still alive. Whereas right, yep. in the comics, she's dead and Sophia's still alive. Yeah. And I remember what well, he killed he killed Abraham first, right? First, yeah. And what was crazy about that is Abraham dies in the comics. He like he's not even there when Negan kills yep. Glenn. Right. In he's the com- in the comics, that's all Negan. he just kills Glenn and that's it. Yeah. And I think the reason why a lot of people thought that Glenn was going to live was because of that one episode where they teased that he that he had died. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. And yeah, I remember like there were people that were actually saying, if you kill Glenn, I'm going to stop watching the TV show. And I'm That's just like, wild. I'm, like,
1: Glenn is a great character. Yeah. But is he I'm never going to watch the show again? Great.
2: No. Yeah. I think I was I was hard on the show because I thought, and, and people I'm sure, because you heard for years and years like if Daryl, something happens to him, I'm going to stop watching. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Negan should have killed Daryl and that would have been I like agree. boom, like whoa moment, you know, and of course now he's like the, I think he's like the lead character on the show, right?
0: He
1: has to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they that, they really I, don't have anybody else.
0: Well, it's, her, it's him and Michonne, but yeah, I heard yeah, that Michonne, I mean, the actor, because you know, pretty much she getting that Marvel money now. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she wants to leave the show.
1: I don't think um, Lincoln left due to money. I think he left because what else more could he do on the show? And again, they're going from averaging 12, 13, 14 million viewers to literally this season's average so far as season 10 is 4 million viewers. Mm. We're talking about a third. Uh, And again, it's just gone on too long. Yeah. it's, it's That's
0: no longer what I think interesting well i mean bro you also got a factor in that it's like there was too much not character development but like it was too much stuff that was just dragging on like it felt like some of the episodes were just filler episodes to get to the point of where it needed to be at you yeah. know one one thing that i did like was how they would have certain characters return i can't remember the guy's name but um, it was the Hispanic family in the first season, and, right? And then you find out that the dude ended up becoming one of the saviors. Yeah, that was cool. And yep. I can't, I can't remember if his family was still alive or not, but it's um, like him and Daryl were in that room, and like Dar- he was telling Daryl, it's just like you know, I did what I had to do and all this other stuff, and then Rick kills him. You know what I, I'm saying?
2: They did a lot of badass stuff during that like run up to the war. Like I remember. The scene where um they 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 locked a bunch of women in the room and just lit them on fire. Yep. I'm like whoa, like and one uh, to go back a little bit when they were uh, when the season where they had some scenes in the hospital where uh, what's her face was stuck in in the hospital.
0: Ah, uh, I'm mad yeah. I can't remember her name. It was uh, a sister, um, uh, Maggie sister, Maggie sister, yeah.
2: But she they were trying to get to her, and I remember. They had a, a scuffle with someone. They thought that they they had joined their side, and they hadn't. And the guy was running away. Yeah. And Rick's in the van or whatever the the Winnebago, whatever it was, and just runs the guy down. And I was like, this show don't give a crap, man. <laughs> like, they're, like they it's wild. But to me, it was it was crazy that as a reader, like the All Out War in the books was like the pinnacle of the comic series to me. And then on the TV show, it was probably like that's when it started to decline because the All Out War season, it was it, you could st- you could see them straining. Like and but what I mean by that is, like I I can imagine they only had uh, the guy who played Negan for for so many episodes. I, I forget names, so I apologize Jeffrey for that. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah, of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They only had him for so many episodes or so much time. They only had Rick Grimes for so many episodes or so much time. They only had Michonne. They're all filming other projects, so it was really stretched out. And then there was all these pointless, nameless shooting scenes. Like they had like everyone had en- uh, endless ammunition. When yep. in the books, yeah. It, <laughs> So seriously, like they explained how they were getting the bullets and where, and there was sometimes there was bullet shortages, and it was you know it was more realistic on the show. All of a sudden, it became this big shootout show, and they, I was like, I don't know, I don't even know who's on whose side. Who are these characters? Dude, you know? that
1: literally—that's when it started getting to the governor stuff. That's really when I feel like what you're talking about really started happening, and it yeah. was a really big turnoff for me. I was not a fan.
0: I love the governor. I'm not a fan of the fan. governor season. That's the season where I said, this show's not doing it for me anymore. In my opinion, I, I enjoyed the governor as a villain more than Negan, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and the- I guess they're going to work up to the inevitable Negan, like to use the wrestling lingo, like baby face turn. I don't know if they've right. done it. But well,
0: that's I mean, what my, one of my friends who still watches the show. He was telling me that that, that uh, Negan is kind of a, uh is going the babyface route right now, where it's like you know he was the villain, and I guess they had him locked up uh, yeah. for for a certain amount of time, and now you know he's trying to prove to them like, hey guys, I'm one of you now. Uh, it's just like, uh, I mean, somebody has to take over from where Rick left off, and you know, speaking of Rick, um, he's not even dead. Like, they're supposed to be coming out with a Walking Dead movie. Right, and
2: that's... I mean, it's interesting. And it gives them a chance to do, like, a whole fresh material. Like, whatever Rick does now, it's not going to be based on the books. Exactly. Because, uh, the, the... I mean, maybe it's... Maybe there'll be some sprinkled little threads in there, but I don't know. That's interesting to me. And I, I think it's kind of, it's a shame that the book ended. I know they still make games. I know that, you know, like you said, the movies are coming out. There might be some spin offs, other spin offs and stuff like that. And I saw a novel just came out where it's like, what's going on in Japan during all this. And I'm like, man, mm. this world's pretty much endless. Right. Did, yeah. did you guys play the, uh, the telltale games.
0: I, yeah, I I played them. I want to get, I want to let's finish talking about the walking dead before we get to the telltale games, because them telltale games are good. They are really good. But um, I wanted to go back to where you had mentioned spinoffs. Yeah. We got the first walking dead spinoff fear the walking dead, which came out August 23rd, 2015. And I remember this was a big deal because they said that we're going to show you what happened before the outbreak started. We're yeah. going to show you normal people living their everyday lives. And now the outbreak is going on. And I remember when Fear first started, like, I was just like, man, like, this show is. I felt like I was different. watching The
1: Walking Dead at the beginning. Yeah. Again. Like, yeah.
0: It, it felt different. You know, you saw these people who were like day one compared to Rick when you know rick's in the coma and then he wakes up and he's in it where there's at no
1: mayhem really yeah because it's
0: already come and gone and now people are just living in this world and then people don't know what to do like right, there's yeah. riots going on looting the uh, govern the government mm, the government <laughs> the government is telling people it's just like you know we're gonna fix this everybody just needs to chill they start putting them in uh the, the, like
1: quarantine type yeah, quarantine
0: uh, camps and stuff like that and you get introduced to these to these brand new characters who feel different from you know the normal characters that we have on the walking dead and yeah. like i like at a point like i was enjoying fear the walking dead a lot more than the walking dead because i felt like I again it was something fresh and these were new characters compared to characters that we have been dealing with since 2010 yeah and I- oh go ahead now, I was gonna say I feel like I can go back to it and watch it
2: because for some reason I guess I was too into the books and the characters that I already knew. Like I remember that first season of *Fear the Walking Dead*, I maybe made it two or three episodes and yeah. I and I bailed. And then I I was reading a lot that like you know at some point in the second season it really hooks you. It does. You know? I just never. It's like something I'll have to go back and watch. And I, I do that a lot. I'll start a show and kind of go. Eh. Well, the cool.
1: I was about to say, the cool thing, to me, I got hooked from the beginning. I know that a lot of people say season two was when it really took off, but yeah. to me, they brought in a big, strong actor, like, um, what is his name? He's in Star Wars, and Sons of Anarchy, and who's that main guy?
2: Yeah, he was in Training Day. He was. Yes. In He's been around uh,
1: forever. I just can't think of his name. And I know uh, you remember actors like, it's nothing. On
0: uh, Fear? On Fear. fear. Um... I got to pull up his name real quick, but yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at the characters right now, and are you, are you talking about the main character that the was main, Yeah, the Hispanic man. Oh, um, Cliff Curtis. Is that who oh, you're talking yeah. about? Yep, yep, yep. That's his he's, name in real life? Yeah, yep. but on the show, his name was Travis. Nice. Yeah, he, he's great. <laughs> it's funny, like, he, he can play
2: any role, or like, he's played, like, different races and everything. Like, he can play yep. anything, you know? Like I said, he played uh, Pablo Escobar and Blow. And then he played like a Mexican gang leader in uh, uh, Training Day, you know. And whenever you see him, he's doing something unique. Like he, I, once I saw he was in it, and Kim Dickens, like I should have liked him more because that's too, an actor and an actress that I really respect their stuff. So, but for some reason, I don't know, it just didn't it didn't grab me. But I I do look forward to going back to it. Now is that show still on?
0: Yes, it's still on, and that's what I want to get to. Um, yeah. and I hope It's, it's I, like it's I, fifth season because it's like you know, obviously we're talking the Walking Dead, so they're. Do you care if you get spoiled about what happens?
2: No, I, I, I don't. I mean, I know one of the things uh, Kim Dickens was was whoever her character was, the main girl was like killed or something, and they uh, there was a weird way that they didn't show it or they exactly think, they didn't, You never yeah. see her
0: body, right. you, so it's like it's a possibility that she's still alive. But yeah. um, Cliff Curtis, it's like his character died off early on in the show, and that was another thing that I liked about this show was that. You know, it didn't pull any punches on who's going to live and who's going to die. It's like they were killing off main characters early on. And with him, like I was I was just so shocked when it happened because I'm just like, you know, in season one, it feels like it's it's him and Madison's story. And you think that they're going to, you know, keep on going into the end. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. And they end up killing all of the main characters from uh, the first season, except Except, huh. um, the daughter, what was her name? Alicia, uh, is it Alicia or Alicia? Uh, Alicia, uh, Alicia. She's still alive, and um, Strand. Those are the only two people that are still alive. And from what my friend told me, is that they do a time jump on Fear the Walking Dead, and now Morgan is up there, and Morgan is pretty much the Rick Grimes of Fear the Walking Dead. And Morgan is another cool. He was a cool character in the comics. He's cool on the Walking Dead TV show. But in the comics, like he gets killed off early on.
2: Yeah, he's interesting in the comics because much like the show, he disappears and you don't hear from him. And yep. then Rick rediscovers him again. And he's kind of looking shabby and he's lost teeth and his hair's grown out. And he's his son had uh, I can't remember. There's a difference between the show and the comic where in one of them he keeps the son like chained up. Yep, and he, won- he
0: does he does that's in in the comic he he keeps his son but he was uh
2: he was a great character in the book he was kind of unhinged and stuff whereas in the in the show he just became like a like a kung fu zen master or something he he
0: became donatello yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) very (laughs) cool-headed yeah yeah that was cool but you know what i i realized while we were talking about it what what another like turnoff point for me was they started bringing in all these, you know, the all that war was supposed to be Rick's Unity versus the Saviors, yeah. And it was simple, you know. And I think there was, you know, of course the Kingdom, and then the, whatever, the all the ones from the books. But on the show, all of a sudden there was this Oceanside crap that I didn't, I didn't know what this was. I don't understand I what's think, going.
0: Yeah, I think that was just filler. You t- you talking yeah. about the? uh It was like a village filled uh, filled with women, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it
2: had potential it made sense oh negan killed all the men because then they wouldn't blah blah blah. i was like all right that makes sense then you had these i don't know who, what they were called the damn trash people yeah yeah the tra-
1: they're
0: called I, the trash people they were, i
2: know they weren't <laughs> <popular>. <laughs> i
0: know you love that they called the trash people
2: oh, man it was so bad and then uh i don't know i just hated their leader and I'll, every time they're on tv i was i, I start to fast forward i would dvr it and i would start to fast forward and it got to the point where by the last season that i watched i would joke with my wife like all right, I DVR this hour show. How much am I going to watch this week? And she'd be like 15 minutes. And I'm downstairs going, oh, come on. And I'm fast forward and fast forward and fast forward, like trying to get to Negan scenes or Rick scenes. Like, I don't care about these people. Come on. And eventually I just, it just ran out for me. And I, like I said, now it's still on, but any of the characters other than Negan that are left, really, like, I don't recognize a lot of them. You know, I don't, I don't even know who they have. That's of any importance. And one of the things in the book that was major, was when the Whisperers, uh, of course, did their big slaughter and put all the heads on the on the pikes and whatnot yeah. and created that border. And in the book, it was like, it, whatever, however many people they killed, whether it was 10 or 12 or whatever, like nearly every one of them, it was someone of significance. And then when I read what happened on the TV show, I only recognized two or three of the deaths. And some of the big ones they didn't even do. And I'm like, man, they really messed this one up. You know? Right, and, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, something else is crazy too, and uh, we forgot to mention this. Is that um in the comics, what's uh what's the girl's name? Uh Rick's daughter. What's her name? Sophia. Sophia no, not man. Sophia. It's not Sophia. Sophia is Carol's daughter. What is um Rick's daughter's name? I'm mad uh, I can't remember right now. I'm, yeah, I'm bad with name like I, I really I'm am. so mad that I well
1: there, there's a lot again, there's a lot going on in the show.
0: But yeah. any anyway, she dies <laughs> early on in the comics, yeah. and Ju- it's Nat- Judith. Yeah, Judith, she there we go, no,
2: Judith. She yeah, dies she, at the prison,
0: yeah. Yup, because Lori falls on top of her. Whereas yeah. now, it's like pretty much Judith is Carl now. It's like, so strange.
1: Well, I got no problems with changes like that, personally. I think for guys like me who don't read the comics, and I didn't read the comics because I was like, I'm going to watch this show. Yeah. It's the same reason why I never read the Game of Thrones books. I didn't want to be, quote-unquote, spoiled or have any idea what was upcoming. But I think for people like y'all that do, they try and throw like a monkey wrench in there and change it up a little bit so you're literally not verbatim, just watching what you already
2: read. It's a lot of adapting uh, to changes, like I said, contractual changes or, you know, just for for the sake of changes too, like making the extra death uh, when Negan debuted rather than just Glenn, you know, so they made a change there. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned Game of Thrones and, and, man, I just, uh, that just made me angry. So if you, if you want to make a right turn and talk about Thrones a little bit, we could do that.
1: No, dude, we love to stoneball on here. I, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Again, to me, I, I think the walking dead has been bad for a while. And yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't understand how it got renewed for season 11, but, and
0: again, another spinoff too. I
1: don't think season eight of Game of Thrones was as bad as. As people made it out to be like, it's it's not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible.
2: I liked seven a lot. I thought seven was cool. I agree. Cool stuff happened. But then I, I started to realize that I would read some of the negative articles that would go, wait a minute. It used to take these characters a whole season to get across this continent. Now they're zipping back and forth. In a single episode, what's going on here? The timelines are screwed up, and I realized that they because they had two shortened seasons to finish it, they had to wrap everything up. They were condensing everything so much that it started to become obvious to me. Well, and the last season, like as I was watching it, I liked it. Looking back on it, I'm like, this is crap, and it's crap because, like I said, they had to compress everything. What was it? Five episodes? It was six. But again, I don't. A lot of
1: people that defend it would use that. But that's no crutch because it HBO didn't go to them and say, Hey, yeah, we gotta condense these episodes. You know, D and D decided to crunch it down it, yeah. to less episodes. So that's on them. So they don't get the pass. You know what I mean? Like they chose to not do an extra four episodes. Yeah. And rush that whole that whole thing.
2: The thing that I was happy with, and I'm not I'm not BSing you, like Early on, I was like, they're going to do a mad queen turn. And I was like, I cannot wait for this to happen. And they kept dropping signals that it was going to happen, like whether she would light up a town or torture these dudes, crucify them, whatever. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So that when she took that ride on the dragon. Right in the King's Landing, I was one of the only sick guys that was cheering, like, yes, it's finally happening, and people were so mortified, I I loved reading about how all the people around the country, like, there's a high percentage of people that name their daughters Khaleesi and stuff, and I'm like, you fools, like, oh man, you fools,
1: (laughs) I laugh in your tears, (laughs) Game
0: of Thrones is still uh, a series that I need to check out, I'll probably binge it now that it's over, yeah, but I, I never, I never got on the hype train with Game of Thrones or uh, or Breaking Bad.
2: Right. It, well, let me tell you, and and, and I'll, I'll stop talking about Thrones because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it too no, much. No, you're
0: good. End. You're good.
2: It um. I just thought that that was a logical progression of the story. And, and for the people that didn't, it's like, well, you just weren't paying attention. And I remember when, before the first season came out, there was a few of the actors saying like, if you're expecting a happy ending here, like you haven't been watching the show, have you? So don't expect <laughs> happiness, but breaking bad, I would say like, absolutely watch that. And as a guy who I, I, you know, I really love my serious dramas that right. don't. Pull yeah, a, I agree. A, a breaking bad. Is like the craziest show where there's a few episodes where there, you know, something happens or a character gets killed off or whatever, and I and you realize like, man, they will do anything on this show. No one is literally characters are less safe than they would be on The Walking Dead. Like it is a wild ride, man. That last season of Breaking Bad is is some of the wildest TV you'll ever see. And, and it's, you know, I was really happy to see the the movie come out, and I I will catch up with Better Better Call Saul as well now that's returning. But Breaking Bad, I couldn't. Like, that's the top of my list of of shows people should watch. It is crazy.
1: Well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, get people invested and then pull the rug out from underneath them and get that shock. I mean, Walking Dead, pretty much now, everything they do is just shock value.
0: Yeah, it's like so they jump the shark. That's that's all
1: Walking Dead does now, is that. And they've really gone away from what made the show great the first couple seasons of... building characters and you caring about dialogue and stuff like that. Now it's like, let me just beat Glenn in the face and then we'll show his face and people will be like, whoa,
0: that's crazy. (laughs) Well, originally when people were watching the show, it's like they wanted to see you know them versus the zombies right. but then it's like eventually it's, it's, it's like people versus people it's people versus people it's like how many times can you see them versus the zombies then when it was and the they pe- went back to zombies they went again. back to zombies because right. that's what people want to see i mean like when it comes to zombie stuff like even when you watch zombie movies you don't just want to you know spend 30 to 40 no, minutes course, just seeing people you have just some have a sort good of, time
1: you want to have internal turmoil yeah exactly. amongst the group of survivors that's what makes
0: the zombie's even more of a threat. Exactly. I agree. I agree. But um, you know, going back to spinoff talk, like I said, they're coming out with another spinoff for The Walking Dead, and it's called um The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is set ten years after Why? the after the zombie apocalypse, and it's gonna feature these two these two young female protagonists. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's the story so far. I mean, I'm probably not gonna check it out because no. I mean in my opinion it's like the walking dead It's just i feel like it ran its course and i'm not one of those type of people to you know sit and keep watching something that i don't like anymore it's like if you don't like it then just stop watching it
2: it's too much it's just oversaturation
0: yeah. and that's yeah. you know
2: when game of thrones was on the top of the world and and people were clamoring for these last two seasons they were planning for three spin-offs and it's whittled down now to one right. yeah. two, thank god yeah the other two didn't make it so and I think that could possibly be due to people's dislike for that last season. It really brought down the hype. Someone, a friend of mine texted me the other day and was like, uh, yeah, it's a go this Targaryen uh, game of Thrones spinoff. It's going to be out in 2022. And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I don't know how much I care about that at this point. You know?
1: No, I agree. And again, you know, when I don't know if maybe they were ready to just wrap up the show and move on, you know, cause they inked the deal with the Amazon. They inked the deal with Disney to yeah. do the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, they pull their names out of the Star Wars. And I really believe they pulled the hat back because of the outrage over Season 8. And we know Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they wanted to have, you know, to just to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, you know, they butchered it.
2: Yeah, and that's it's it's similar to Walking Dead in the fact that there were so many crazy things. Game of Thrones is similar to Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, where again they could pull the rug out from any character at any time on Game of Thrones. Right? It it just didn't care, and they got that from the books. So for the first three, four, five seasons, it was just it w- really was excellent television, and there was like much like we're saying about how Walking Dead's better when it focused on you know internal drama, people versus people. Game of Thrones was at its best when it was like a political intrigue show, who can outsmart who, you know, and that was the best part. And then later on, you know, once they started fighting against their own little undead enemies on Game of Thrones, which they did have, uh, that it became more about that. And then you lost a lot of the dialogue that people loved and the internal strife and the political intrigue, and that's why that show was hurt as well. You know, it's just, I don't know. It seems like. I think five seasons is the sweet spot, and I don't think any show should really go beyond five or six at this point. You know, I know uh, Six Feet Under had five or six seasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It had Uh,
0: four or whatever it was five. How many did
1: Sopranos have? Just five, right? Six. Six. Okay.
0: Yeah. I agree. I kind of agree with you on that because, I mean, like, you know, some shows, it's like they can keep on going and it's like they're good. I know um, one one show that we always talk about, and not, not when we talk about it on the podcast here and there, but it's The Flash. Like, the first The, the first should have been done the first season of The Flash was really 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 good and then the second oh, season comes you over and you over no bro the first season was the best and you then, don't need that many releases the it, sec- was, it was good the second, the second season comes and it's just like uh, it's okay but it's kind of a repeat of, it's the same thing and then the third season comes and it's the same exact thing same thing uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's like I understand where it's like some shows it's like you know don't keep on running yeah if, no, I hear you. If, if you, you know, don't
1: even know where you're, you're going to go with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. If, you you know, can't just like, walk aimlessly in the woods.
0: Yeah, like have like an end goal. Like right, the Walking yeah. Dead should have had an end goal a long well, time ago. I agree. And, and it's like, and even if they ended it, just saying it's like, you know, the survivors, it's like they're still surviving. They're still fighting and just trying to live. It could've ended like that. Uh, you know what I I'm agree. saying? Whereas I mean, instead, end, right? instead of just keep on going and going and going. It's like they're trying to compete with the Energizer Bunny. You know what I'm saying? But... Well, and I just want to
1: say this one more thing about Thrones, real quick, before we move on uh, to the games, to Walking Dead games. I think George Martin needs to take some blame on, you know, pretty much the last two seasons of. Like, I know you said you really enjoyed season seven, and so did I. But season eight obviously wasn't well received by uh, the fans. But here's the thing: when they first started the show. You know, George Martin was dictating what was going on, and the fact that he, he's he been working on this book since 2011, and it's still not out. It's like, dude, get it together and put the stuff out, and then, so they can follow that, but now they gotta go off on their own and write a story that they didn't even create in the first place.
2: Right, but I read that they kind of had some threads from him, whether that's accurate or uh, accurate or not, I'm not sure, and now he's under even a bigger, you know, source.
1: exactly
2: people were so disappointed in the show that they're like, Hey, this isn't really what you're going to do in the damn books. Is it? So he's going to, if this is what he planned on how to end the books, he's got some trouble. And I think, like I said, some of the stuff, the ending with, with Khaleesi and whatnot was foreshadowed the whole time. So some of the characters endings didn't bother me. Some of them did. The only Uh, one that
1: did for me was the queen. And, um, you know, what's homeboy's name with the hand.
2: Oh boy, we're all having name trouble there. Yeah, I can't <laughs>
1: think of his name. But anyways, Cersei and her brother, um, Jamie, Jamie Jamie, yeah. Jamie, Jamie Lynn, and I like Jamie. Don't get me wrong; it's just that he had like great character development. But right. the ending they had—that's the only thing that pisses me off. They—they they didn't get—they got—they actually got a happy ending, if all things considered. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have. She should have got her head cut off for all the heinous things she's done. But she got a happy ending with the love of her life. Yeah. You know? And that, that got me emotionally sparked. But then again, I maybe as a writer and a showmaker, that's what you're trying to do to us, right? You know, is re- retract some sort of emotion from us, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, because
0: I just heard that, that pitch in your voice. Yeah. When, yeah.
1: yeah. So... All right, that's it for Thrones. I won't speak on it no
0: more. Like, no <laughs> more. <laughs> but yeah, so um, getting into the Walking Dead video games, there's been a couple of Walking couple. Dead video games, uh, but the most popular one out of all of them is the Telltale Walking yeah. Dead video game, which was just called The Walking Dead. And I remember when it first got announced, I believe it was on Talking Dead, where They made the announcement that there's going to be a video game that's going to kind of follow the comics because that's what this game did. Like it followed the comics. It followed the source material more faithfully than the TV show. And Telltale at this point, it's like, you know, they were known for their story driven games. But The Walking Dead, in my opinion, was probably the best game that they came out with you know i think it was one of the highest selling games that they had came out with as well
2: for
0: for telltale yeah for telltale because i mean before you know you had the telltale games where it's like you could make choices in them but it's like the choices they were all on a linear path whereas with the walking dead game it was like you know every choice and decision that you made it mattered you know, if you didn't save this person, then it was going to affect you in the next episode, or if you lied to this person, that person, uh, the other person was going to remember it, and they couldn't trust you. Like, the story yeah. for the game, you know, with Lee Everett and Clementine, like, it was just such an emotional ride for it to have, what, four? it was four seasons? Yeah, four seasons, and, you know, I mean, spoiler alert, Lee dies. Um, yeah, that was pretty
2: wild. Yeah, that was, again, like, it, it showed you that nobody was safe in the game because if the main character you're playing as a protagonist is inevitably going to die, you know, like it's just like whoa, like what are they going to do? And then of course you become Clementine and Clementine becomes the, the main protagonist yep. through the remainder basically of the run and I thought it was great and one of my things is like, and I said this to someone earlier, like with video games, like I'm, I'm 38 so I'm a little bit older. I don't know. Well, I don't know how old you guys are. So maybe I'm a little bit older.
0: Well, I our these two.
2: Okay, so I grew up with Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Genesis, and then PlayStation and and Nintendo sixty four and stuff like that. And then it, at some point, I just kind of drifted off. And I always had a system, but I never, but I wasn't as as into it as I was prior, to like my late teens, you know. Yeah. So my hand eye coordination, I'm just not as good. Like I couldn't play like a, a Grand Theft Auto, or I couldn't play um, any of these like war shooting games because I'm just not. I'm just not as good as I was, and I'm just not as good with the controller as I was. So with Telltale, you're going to give me a great story in a game that's basically just point and click, and I don't really have to be good with the controller, you know? Yeah. So they put it out to me, and then plus the stories were so good, so I got way into a lot of their stuff. Walking Dead, the series, man, I, I couldn't wait to see where that story was going. Even this last one, where it almost fell apart. Like, luckily, they were able to finish the series.
0: Yeah, and- I remember that. That's right. Yeah, because the studio. Um- Telltale tell, they they went bankrupt. They went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. And but I, that
1: that's what canceled their Game of Thrones season two.
0: Yeah, was
1: yeah. them going bankrupt?
0: Yeah, they, and they, some, I don't know. Stranger who's Things, finding.
1: I believe they were yeah, supposed they were to do gonna, a Stranger they Things. They canceled
0: that. Um, they had a Batman game. Yeah, they, they had, had a Batman had, game. The Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Well, they put that one out though. No, no, I know, but I'm yeah, like Batman. Batman season three, it wasn't announced, right. which which was crazy because. With the first Batman game, it was like, you know, after it was done, they said, yeah, season two of Batman is coming out. Whereas when you beat yeah. Batman season two, there was no announcement that there was going to be a Batman season three. Right. But um, going back to The Walking Dead, Joe, were there any times where you played it and you cried?
2: No, but uh, I like whenever in this last season, it got close to something bad happening to Clem or whether you thought Clem was going to die or whatnot. Yeah. I didn't cry, but it was like, oh, like they're going to do this to me. You know, your, I, anxi-
0: your anxiety was getting up like, yo, like, come on, Clem. Like, you got to survive. Bro. And the, the flat whenever they flash back
2: to show Lee or Lee, oh my
0: back, God, was, Lee. Was, was great.
2: it was emotional for sure.
0: Bro, I'm not going to lie. I cried a couple of times when I played that game, mostly in season one when you had to kill Lee at the end, yeah. Um, you know, just the stuff that went down when, uh you know something was revealed or when a character got killed i can't remember the one chick's name but she was the news reporter i ended up keeping her with me instead of the dude that was a a tech genius and and i believe not lily yeah lily lily she killed she killed her and i'm just like yo lily like i stuck up for you and said that you were this but at the same time you can't forget the dude Kenny. The dude Kenny was crazy, man. I mean, I understand why he was crazy. I mean, he lost his wife, he lost his son, and I mean, he has some. He has some good points. Like Lee, Mm -hmm. you don't have a family. You got Clementine, but she's not really yours. Well, bro, when you lose that, what do you have to live for? And that was that was Kenny's deal. Like he was like, you know what? What else do I have to live for? I mean, and eventually. Kenny, he does have, you know, sort of a redemption story when it gets to, I think it was season, yeah, season two and, you know, he's happy again. He found love and what (laughs) happens? Clementine comes back into his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the girl, the girl that he's, that he's with, she ends up getting killed. You know what I'm saying? In a gruesome fashion too, but I remember one one of those game
2: moments, it was like a cliffhanger at the end where Clem walks up to that, you know, uh, uh, ski lodge or whatever it was. Yep. And just goes, holy shit or whatever. And it's like, they cut it and it's like, oh, well, or they show Kenny and then they cut and, t- and you have to wait till the next episode to see what happens. Like, I remember that being like, whoa. Yeah. And I think the plate always knew somehow that Lily was going to come back and then it took them four seasons to do it. But the next thing you know, she's the big heel, you know, and it, I just, that was great. Um, I wanted to say so whatever happened with Telltale, where it went under and fired all its employees, like with no notice, and all this it was like a big controversy. But something happened where financing came in because they're back, and they announced uh, a a second season of The Wolf Among Us. Yes. And I'm right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I I believe um I think it was Robert Kirkman's team that that yeah, purchased it, that purchased the studio so that way that they could finish the series. Yeah. And I remember like so many people were pissed off because unlike the other seasons um with this season you had to buy it all in one package you couldn't just buy you couldn't just pay the $5 you know every time it would come out you had to put the $20 yeah. down and then the first the first episode comes out and then after that it's like yeah the game the series is over like we're we're filing it's, for bankruptcy
2: yeah yeah, but I mean, luckily it it finished because I think it was it was a, a, an emotional game and story for a lot of people that yep. played it myself included. But I'm looking forward to uh to the wolf Among us because Same. that is that is something that I played and had no knowledge of of the comics Same. or that, that. So it was just all new and cool to me. and uh the Batman series, I remember that first season was great and they and they changed some of the usual Batman mythology, which yep. was cool. And for some reason, the second season, I kind of dipped off. I don't know. I played two games uh, and I have it. I mean, it's in my system. I could play it any time. I just, for some reason, I didn't finish it. So, but like for me, those are the kind of games that I'll, I'll get into that are that are simpler for the old folks like me that, do, that don't right. have the shooting and all that stuff down. Like there was a game called uh, I think it's called Detroit Being yeah. Human. Yeah, so and that's it's
1: so, a really good well,
0: game. So this, yeah.
1: I was pretty much waiting for, you know, you guys to wrap it up before I chimed in. But yeah. not that I don't like Telltale. It's just it. It's not that the sto- The stories may be good, but. I don't think the games are well programmed and put together. I agree with you. On but that. a company like Quantic Dream, who did Beyond Two Souls and Detroit: yep. Become Human, they are 9/11. beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. games that you can just sit back and enjoy. And the cool thing about Detroit: Become Human is every choice matters, and they yeah. have like a li- a timeline list yeah, of what your you friends everything. chose, yeah, and what like the that. average people chose, and then you can go back and remake new choices.
0: You know, yeah. I. I I will give Telltale credit where it's due because I feel like they set the bar. They probably did they create set, this yeah, genre. For the, sto- for the story-driven games. Right. I mean, well, I mean, Quantum, Quantum, what Qu- is it? Quantic Dreams. Quantic Dreams. I mean, like they they did start it, but I feel like Telltale, it's like they... They made it popular because they, they, they got the popular. licensing
1: rights though to do popular stuff. Exactly. They they have yet to create really anything on their own who just
0: did life is strange that's why i was about to bring up too that was square enix i can't oh oh, it is square i can't remember the name of the company and that's another one life is is strange is a really good game but it's very popular
1: right now but again it was created from the ground up yep quantic dream does that and again i'm not trying to like crap all over telltale it's just that they don't create anything on their own they take licensing and they license big stuff and create their own story around it but they already got the blueprints for it you know know what I mean I mean
0: well telltale wasn't always like that because I mean they did I mean they did back to the future and yeah they did Jurassic Park and CSI so yeah never mind never mind. I'm wrong and I'm not
1: saying it's not cool to do that yeah because it is this is another way for us to enjoy the world like the walking dead and create characters and expand and like you were just saying for guys who aren't in the shooters or in the fast-paced games and they just want to play story-driven games they just want to hang out yeah you know and play a video game it's perfect for them yeah so I'm not knocking, it's just they're not well put together compared to Detroit Become Human. When you watch that, the, it's just graphically amazing.
0: And you know, another thing too with the Telltale games, it's like they were like the first company that was putting out those episodic games, which is something that's normal now with a lot of games, which I'm not really a fan of, especially like for games like Hitman, for example. You know, that's one of like my favorite series, and when Square Enix was just like, yeah, Hitman is gonna be an episodic game. I'm yeah. just like, huh? Like, yeah. thank God with, with Hitman two, it was a full game from the jump. I understand that they wanted to try something different with the Hitman one, but yeah, I'm not a fan of the episodic games. And it was one of the game. Uh, it's still The Walking Dead. They had ended up Telltale ended up coming out with um, a Michonne game. Which was a backstory for Michonne, which I don't think that she had in the comics, for real. I think Robert Kirkman wrote everything for it. I believe. I don't quote me on that, but it was good for what it was. You know, telling her backstory, telling, uh, showing that Michonne. I don't. I can't remember if it's mentioned in the comics or in the show. But is it mentioned that she had kids? Yeah, it, it was in the like, show. Yeah, they talked about it. Okay, it was early on, like the, the season that she was introduced. Right. Yeah. Okay. The,
2: the game was like. It, it took place in between the time jump in the comics. There was a time jump in between the all out war. They imprisoned Negan and then they jumped ahead to when they were rebuilding, uh, the community. And then, you know, the whisper stuff started, but there's like, I don't know, whatever they gave it, you know, a year in between the time jumpers or, or 18 months, whatever it was. So the game filled in that spot for Michelle. And this is what Michelle was up to during the time jump when she was missing from Rick's world.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: Now let me ask you in the comics, does she get with Rick or did they just do this for show? That purposes? was just in the show. Gotcha. I believe
0: because, and it the, was a weird, I thought it was weird. And the comics, uh, like Joe had said, Rick, he ends up getting with Andrea. Because, yeah. Cause I know also in the comics too, Andrea like and this doesn't happen in the show, but right. Andrea, she and, um, and Dale, uh, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dale is much younger in the comics. too. Right, he's not, he he's not, he, but in the show, but nah, he's not an older man that likes younger women. Yeah. But so I couldn't I can not <laughs> use that, but, but yeah, like Andrea ends up getting with Rick in the comics and Michonne, she ends up getting with uh Tyrese at first because yeah. Tyrese was dating Carol and then Carol walks in on Tyrese and Michonne getting it on. Yeah. And yeah. Now
1: is Carol this old in the comics?
0: No, Carol's young in the okay, comics. I, yeah. I'm um like, like
2: blonde or something.
0: Yeah. And uh What ends up happening is after Tyrese dies and Morgan comes back into the party, Michonne ends up getting with Morgan and then Morgan, he ends up getting killed. He gets I think he gets bit. Right, Joe. And then Michonne kills Morgan in the comics. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think he 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 dies in bed or something and reanimates and then she takes him, you know.
1: Now, what about Glenn and Maggie?
0: Um, they do have a baby. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, Sophia is the one that lives in the comics and pretty much they adopt Sophia. Okay. But Glenn, he still dies in the comic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so t- Sophia and Carl, I think last until the end of the books, you know, which is different.
1: Well, how, how long did Maggie last in the comics versus in the uh, yeah, show?
2: I, don't know. I
0: stopped reading by that point.
2: She, she was, she lasted to the end. Okay. Yeah.
0: Shane and, and Rick could have had a wrestling match. It could have been WrestleMania 5, Shane yeah. versus Rick with the Walking Dead title on the line.
2: But that certainly made his career uh, with the, the guy that played Shane. Yeah, um,
0: it did. Because he's went on to do a lot of big stuff. Like he did the movie with um, Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro. I who we talk about? I'm sorry. Uh, John John Berthel. No, who uh, in the show? Uh, Burton, yeah. Burton, yeah, that's his name. Uh, Shane. He was saying, "Oh, Shane, he, yeah, he was he, the Punisher?" Yeah, the Punisher. Um, he did
1: a movie with The Rock called um Snitch.
0: Snitch. Yeah, he's done a lot of cool. T- oh, he was in the movie with uh DiCaprio, um The <laughs> Wolf yep. The Wolf, Wolf, of, of Wall Wolf of Wall Street. Of Wall Street. Yep. Yeah.
2: He's so, he also uh a big role in the Sopranos prequel movie that's coming out uh later this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm
1: really excited about that too. Cuz yeah. isn't he reprising his role? I can't think of his name. Like his son
2: his son, oh, uh, James Gandolfini's son. His son
1: pl- is actually playing a young yeah. version of him, right?
2: Young Tony Soprano, yeah. That's like that's it's cool. Like late sixties version of that world, you know. And so some of the characters will be young teenagers. Some of the characters that were like talked about but were gone will show up and things like that. And I'm I'm I was big into the show. I, I still rewatch it. One of the podcasts I listen to a lot is called Pot of Bing. It's like a total deep Sopranos dive. Uh huh. I had the guy on the host on on Creative Control Daily for like a deep dive in the sopranos and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's like in a year that just passed where, you know, the Irishman came out such and, a great movie, yeah. And once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah. and I remember all these movies that I was waiting a long time for came out in in twenty nineteen so now in twenty twenty, I know I'm waiting for the Sopranos movie, but I don't know that there's that much else on my calendar. Well,
1: I was gonna say, is that like a Netflix thing, or is it actual? Like, we're put it's by an actual studio.
2: Sopranos movie, right. Uh I'm not sure, but I, I'm. It's gonna be a theater release, though. Not okay. Like- well,
1: you, Netflix will do that too, you know, so they can get that Oscar nod. Yeah. You know, but again, I got to give Netflix props, man, for securing like legit guys and doing when um. You know, it was announced that Scorsese inked the deal with Netflix to do this movie. Or he had done the movie, but he was trying to sell the movie. No studios would buy into yeah. in the movie, which is why Netflix was like, dude, we'll do it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, The Irishman was just...
0: I still got to see it, man, but I've dude, heard nothing but good things about The Irishman. I mean, if you're
1: into Scorsese... Oh, of course. Like, and what he does, you, I don't know. I mean, people. some people don't like violent films like that. that you know what I mean?
2: And some people, I think... I don't know why maybe it's, you know, shorter attention spans or whatnot, but some people didn't like the length. It like, is it's over- three and a yeah. half hours. Yeah. And
1: but you're talking to a guy who watches the extended versions of Lord of the Ring movies, you know what I mean? So you know, Return of the King, you know, is like four hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. When you watch like, you know, the actual extended Cut. So, I mean, I have no I can sit three and a half hours and watch a movie if it's that good and got my attention. And The Irishman, I never felt like, man, when's this movie going to yeah. be over?
0: Well, I know um, um, that Quentin Tarantino movie that the Hateful Eight. Like oh, they uh, like they, they, do, they put it on Netflix and then they split they it up, split into it like up in the four different parts. And they're saying that they'll do the same thing with uh, Once Upon a Time at Hollywood because well, they said Tarantino, it's like a six hour well, cut Well,
1: Tarantino, up. I don't know about six hours. Tarantino said he has a four hour cut that he wants to put yeah. out. But who knows if the studio is going to allow him to put it Net, out.
0: Hey, that Netflix money, man. We're still
1: waiting on that um that Snyder release for Justice Oh, League.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: I saw recently if you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the show uh, or in the movie, DiCaprio's character has a show called Bounty Law. Right? Yes. it a little bit. Tarantino wants to put out four episodes of Bounty Law.
1: Now, see, the, so, I think uh, stuff like that is cool.
2: I'm all in for that. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think that's real cool when you can do you can dig even deeper into the
2: back stuff. Yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big. Uh, if I'm into a film or whatever, I'll watch deleted scenes. I'll watch the commentary. You know, oh, I'm, agree. I, yes. I
1: did that for the Irishman when they had Pesci, um, Scorsese, De Niro, and um, Pacino all sitting yeah. at a table. And it's like, dude, and they
0: were discussing it and discussing <laughs> scenes and stuff.
1: Do you, I mean all these guys sitting at a table? It's just like uh, the knowledge that is at this table right now is unreal. It's like the uh, the WWE uh,
0: table for three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but see,
1: this, those table for threes—they've never really put a table for three together where it's like they—they they haven't put Hogan, Austin, Cena at a table and be like, "These saying. are the biggest guys that are heirs." Talk, yeah, they yeah. haven't done that. They put three, you know, they'll put Edge, Christian, and Kurt together, and it's funny and it's good, but it's not like th- top top again. You put Austin. Um, Hogan and Cena at a table and let them just chat. That's
0: or you want like Sting and the, Taker? Yeah.
1: Well, I was just saying because Hogan, arg- greatest of the '80s, yeah. had arguably one of the biggest guys in the '90s. But Austin, to me, is the biggest star of the '90s, and then there's no question about it. Cena's the biggest star of our generation. There's just yeah. no question about it. So if you take those three guys and put them at it, that's like the who's who. Again, you know they—that's how it was for that Irishman table. I mean, we're talking about those f- those three actors, and then one of the biggest di- director of all time. You know, next to Tarantino, you know, he's probably one of the biggest directors. So, but yeah, we so really snowballed said, from The Walking yeah, Dead. We snow- <laughs> hey,
0: but that's what we are about up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. We like to snowball into other stuff because sometimes it just ties into what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, we're wrapping this thing up, Joe. We just want to say thank you for yes, coming on and a being lot, a guest man, for coming on. This really? was cool. Like I'm, I'm happy that we were able to finally do a walking dead episode. And yeah. what is this episode three of the new season, of the new season. So before we let you go, please tell everybody where they can find you at a social media land and make sure you say all of the podcast, social media accounts as well. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at jfveeny3rd.
2: 3 3rd And to follow all the Creative Control Network stuff, you can follow at uh, the CC Network One. That'll have all the shows. You know, when they when the episodes drop, it shares them on Twitter. And there's a Creative Control Network Facebook page. Uh, I think it's just under the Creative Control Network. You can find it. And check out the check out Keeping It One Hundred. Check out the Raven Effect. Check out the Keeping It One Hundred uh, YouTube channel. And uh that's about it. Cool games. Nice.
1: Now um one more question I have about your network real quick just because I know that um Conan, you know, is on uh, was it MLW? Yes. Um Yep. Now are those is you know Conan and Raven are they still part of the Jericho network?
2: No, the when uh when the Jericho this is from when from Jericho
1: I, went to Westwood, right?
2: Yeah, no, Jericho when he initially went to Westwood, whatever the first contract he had was, it, it covered his network of shows, which was, you know, Raven, uh the Conan, and then there was Cyrus and Lance Storm.
1: Right, and, and then he had the other one where they talk movies and stuff of his boys. I just can't remember what it's called.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't remember. But so when when he re upped his deal with Westwood or or whatever, I guess his network of shows that they just didn't they they just they didn't, didn't pick it up. Yep, yeah, they didn't pick it up, so Luckily, MLW picked up Raven and Conan. Luckily for me, of course. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's actually it's funny. And Conan mentions this a lot, but like the num like when you jump around a little bit like that and people lose track, you you can lose listeners. But
1: no, uh, definitely
2: the move to wet from Westwood to MLW Radio has been nothing but a good thing. In some cases, our listener numbers have have doubled. With I was some I was gonna
1: say for wrestling fans, I think MLW is. The spot that you want to be if you're a wrestling podcast, you know what I mean? Outside of the guys who can stand on their own name itself, like a Jericho uh, or something Austin. like, or a Austin, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, they could go anywhere and people are going to listen. It's Austin, you know what I mean? But yep. I think for wrestling podcasts, I think MLW is one of the best spots for wrestling podcasting.
2: Yep. And uh, it's been... Ah, uh, maybe six or seven months since both shows moved back to MLW Radio. There's been some great numbers, and I think the momentum keeps growing. I mean, I don't see anything except positive comments, really. Especially with the, the, we made some changes where, or Raven made some changes on his show where he lost his uh, co-host, and then he brought in Rich Bukini from MLW, and then brought me in after I had interviewed him, and that that like trio has has been meshing for right. a few months. I think it's really picking up steam. Like yeah. that's that and I, show's a lot of fun to do
1: and i think for the conan show you conan and disco i know i've seen a lot of people say that's the best group of people that he's had on that show
2: yeah it's fun and the, the cool thing about the conan show is you know it's not just wrestling so of course right. people want, want their wrestling talk they want to hear you talk about the big rumors of the week and stories and maybe talk about raw a little bit but that show has so much more. Where it has the listener mailbag, so you, these guys will answer questions about anything, yep. all hours of their career. Hey, but Conan so, will let
1: you know. Keep it short. Mm-hmm. Keep it yeah, short.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes and it, there's politics. Sometimes there's sports. Sometimes there's there's a lot of movies and TV talk. Like it, there's a lot of different aspects to the show, and I think that makes it unique.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks again, man, for coming on and gracing us with your presence and talking Walking Dead with mm-hmm. us. And yeah,
0: Abby, man, it was a lot of fun yeah man for sure so until next time we'll see you later you have a good night bro you too peace thanks how many times you gonna do do
1: that bro come on look man you gotta be a hardcore fan to know what you're trying to do bro i'm doing the song i know i know what you're trying to
0: do i said it already i said it i did it already but for real though Bro, Joe was Joe was cool. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, of course. You know, I'm happy that we was able to get him to come up here. We finally got to do the Walking, walking dead, dead episode, right? You know, and, and we didn't trash and, it. Yeah, too that's bad. what I'm about to say. Yeah, we didn't really trash it. We said what well, we didn't like. You know, I find it crazy because the only time you said trash was when we was talking was, about the, was, the, trash, the, trash, people. the, the trash, trash people, the trash people. <laughs> that's that's why. That's why I was just like, oh, oh. Like, bro, it's like a Pee Wee's Playhouse where it's just like you said yeah, the word heard, trash. Yeah. It's the
1: word of the day Exactly Exactly
0: the word of the day But yeah bro This was fun man Like we pretty much talked about All of the Key Walking Dead things From the games We didn't really go too deep into the games Because some of the games They're not necessarily to talk about But you know the TV show The seasons uh, fear the walking dead and then now you got the spinoff coming which uh you know if you're a walking dead fan we hope you like it but yeah, we're probably not gonna we're check good it out. on it we're yeah. good
1: on it so with that being said we're also good on this episode that's right we are done
0: okay we are out of here we're not going we're to going 20 on seasons our
1: ship, or what is it we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship blasting through the sky Little Einstein oh, We out
0: I don't yeah. know what you're talking about Little Einstein I thought you bro. was gonna start singing that song uh, Is it Easy Street? No You know, the, you know the song? Yeah, I ain't singing vegan that song? Easy Street Yeah,
1: but you know what? We out Let's uh, go out and wrap
0: it up yep. So, before we leave let's try right. Trav, tell you everybody know. In social media land And in podcast right. world Well, first off Let's start with them. Look,
1: man Are you gonna do the Patreon? Hold on If you have not subscribed to the Patreon For only $1 mm-hmm. a month you can do so at patreon.com slash leveling up banks mm-hmm. um as soon as we see some more people coming in and out we'll start getting real involved or uh, not in and out we want you to stay yeah but you know we'll start getting real more involved in and be able to do a little bit more but really with nobody being in there it's hard you can't yeah, interact right. like, right. like, why, can
0: why would we do Taunt like a five dollar a five dollar donation thing when it's like it's nobody wh- so, what do we do for five dollars go ahead
1: and hit up the patreon.com slash leveling up banks sign up to be um a member for one dollar a month mm-hmm. you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram at leveling up banks as well as well as our youtube channel at youtube.com slash leveling up banks right and for me personally your boy trav not trashy trav but trav you can find me on Instagram at ZKAudio. Audio. And what about you, Mr. Benjamin Banks?
0: And you can find me, your hero, at KingBenji_Banks, And that's on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can always look your boy up on Facebook by just typing in Benjamin Banks. There it is. And that's where you can find me at. And also, before we wrap this thing up, just give a special shout out and a happy birthday to your daughter, Kai. Oh. And... My birthday, which is going to be this Sunday, January twenty-six, where I will be thirty-one years old, and your boy is going to Las Vegas, and I'm going to party it up. So and you
1: brought, you only wanted to bring up Kai's birthday, so you didn't seem like a total jerk bringing up your no, birthday. No, nah, I. that's all that was. I about. love my
0: daughter. Somebody asked me today. Um, and, and we're going a little over. But somebody asked me today. They was like, "What plans do you had this weekend?" And I was just like, "Oh well, it's my daughter's birthday." And his was like, "Well, how old is she turning?" And I was just like, "You don't uh, even know." Uh, I was just like, "She's turning seven And. They was just like why did it take you so long To ask And I was just like Well she's not really My daughter She calls me daddy Sometimes Yeah let's
1: hope That's <laughs> <is> weird You, <laughs> she you calls don't me, want that On your track right she, Yeah here,
0: do, She calls me daddy Sometimes but yeah I love I love Travis's daughters And yeah They're getting big They're getting big bro you know She's gonna be 7
1: this Saturday She's gonna be
0: 7 So yeah bro.
1: The Saturday that just passed. The Saturday
0: that just passed. So, All yeah. Right. So, happy birthday to her. And, and happy of course, if you me. plan
1: on getting Benjamin Banks a birthday present, feel free to do
0: so. Yeah, I would appreciate it. I, I love everybody that listens to us and supports us. And thank you for joining us for season two of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And we hope that you enjoy next week's episode with another guest. So, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.